You people. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mack Weldon believes in making awesome stuff that you want to wear. I just had two work trips in a row. I was I spent four days in Ohio and then one day in Detroit. And let me tell you something. I did laundry in between to make sure I had all the Mack Weldon gear I needed for the second trip. Uh, all of their products are naturally antimicrobial, much like Dan Moore. And that means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable, and they are comfortable. That's why we keep wanting to wear them. I'm wearing tons of Mack Weldon right now. My socks, boxers, and shirt are all Mack Weldon. Uh, if you buy a pair and you don't like it, you can keep it, and they're going to refund you anyway because that's how cool they are. They don't just do underwear and socks and shirts that look good. They feel good. They fit in every social situation there is, and they're good for just it around the house, Friedman style. Go to <laughs> MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code REBOUND, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, 20% off using promo code REBOUND. I don't think I said that right. Using promo code REBOUND, you'd be crazy not to do it. Um, is that what you call your junk, every social situation? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. All right, so what are your thoughts on a MacBook Pro with an OLED function key bar thing? I don't know. Touch bar, function bar. It's a bar. Which it's one not, is OLED? <laughs> uh, it lights up. So my girlfriend has a Lenovo that is her work computer, and it's an older model, and it has this, which is essentially like there's like a black, like, you know, touchscreen-like uh, like strip above the keyboard, and it lights up, but it can change what the keys are on there depending on your context it's fucking terrible because you always hit stuff by accident because it's touch sensitive and it's sometimes like dims or lights up depending on like context and of course being a windows laptop it's not super smart about those contexts so uh, and yeah i don't know it's it strikes me as something that's just super dumb i i you know, I was talking with someone earlier today. Are the, are the keys tactile on the? Is like is the no, OLED? I'm trying to find a picture. Of this. No, OLED are just like uh, they're just like light emitting diodes, right? Like they're just right. it's like a touchscreen that's backlit, kind of. Right, but so, but in theory, right? You one could display those buttons if if the layout were consistent. You could display them on like the, it could be little mini OLED screen keys. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Yeah. I, it's unclear as to exactly i'm trying to find a good uh a good image of this to give you an idea of what right it I'm, looks I'm seeing like. what they look like today but i'm just saying that uh, yeah, doesn't mean could, that's they, what apple no absolutely it does not mean what apple is that's what apple's going to do with it um i guess i'm just questioning what exactly what's the advantage uh well i guess the buttons change based on the app Right. right. I mean, it's, it's, the, well, the advantage that I saw somebody tweet about was, you know, now you could add a dedicated key for Siri without having to put out a new computer. But yes. New com- but like, you can already, <laughs> is double, a new computer, is right? double pressing the function button that much of a hassle? Oh my God. It's such a pain. That's yeah. not Siri. That's dictation. I know. Son I know. Bitch. But I mean, <laughs> it's probably going to be the same thing. Let's be honest. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Uh, I just don't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could make custom keys depending on your application. I just don't think those are generally fairly useful yeah. places to put, like, how is that better than a keyboard shortcut, <sighs> shortcut, I guess? Because my question is, if it's not, 
if it is in fact a bar and not like actual button like keys you can't you got to look down at the keyboard to find them well so here's where i'm going to disagree there's just four of them i think it's not i don't think it's nonsense because uh it's taking a cue from one of the better features of ios right the trade-off of having a touch the downside is you have a touch only keyboard which isn't ideal on the phone or on the ipad but the nice thing is the context of the keyboard can change depending on where you are so i'm not looking for a bunch of you know dedicated buttons for when i'm in mail or safari like a dedicated refresh button that's stupid but uh you know being able to toggle something and now my keyboard showing me my favorite most frequently used emoji that makes sense to me like that i could get quicker access to the smiling pile of poo i'm <laughs> you i think you may have found the one place that that's actually useful <laughs> well i mean it, that's Apple, a pretty big place me. though yeah call be, me. i mean because i guess emoji are things that you need to visually look at right like you're not i think of like you know apps that i use frequently so i'm using GarageBand editing podcasts i don't want shortcut keys for that because then i have to take my eyes off the screen to find the key that I want to do, you know, the key I want to hit for whatever feature I'm trying to use. Emoji makes sense because you got to look at them to see which one you want anyways. But I, I just, I guess I'm on a MacBook Pro, like dedicated emoji strip, not a selling point, I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> Our new dedicated emoji strip, TM. <laughs> I don't know. I, why yeah. are you so down on it? Is it going to make your computer usage worse? It might if I keep See, hitting buttons by accident. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like like all rumors, I feel like I would have to see this before I can really say. I, I mean, you, like there's you just, cannot. You must judge based on the information we have right now, John, and you may not change it in a time. <laughs> and what happens if I say no? I can't get this. <laughs> you have five seconds. I'm, I'm 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 banned from buying this computer when it comes out. Yeah. I'm sorry. You ran out of time. You must now switch to Windows Pro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, okay, the thing with rumors is they're always, they're kind of orthogonal to the truth, right? Like, they, they intersect it somewhere, but it's not, like, a perfect overlap. Um, I don't know if that's what orthogonal means. It sounds cool. I like that word. <laughs> that's close enough. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are implementation details to be worried about. I guess my question is, wh- I don't understand why. I, there are things, like, so, for example, the same rumor suggests Touch ID integration. Now, that makes a lot more sense to me as a feature that would actually be super useful on my Mac. But I don't even know if that one feels super useful to me. Like, I get that people have been asking for it, but, like, I type in my password in a quarter of a second. It doesn't feel like Touch ID is significantly faster. I think the point is it enables you to do all the stuff you can do with Touch ID on iOS in terms of, like, okay, being able to secure. Oh, wait, so I can, yeah. be, you mean constantly be disappointed by it because you want to <laughs> use it, and the App Store is like, no, instead I'd like you to type in your password for the 87th time today. You yeah, mean that? that. I, I can mean get that. that on the Mac? No, third, the third-party support, I think, is the interesting part. I really love that all the third-party apps that have integrated Touch ID in them. <laughs> Uh, Maltz, are you expressing shock at my uh, frustration with this feature on the iPhone? <laughs> no, no, I'm just expressing frustration that everything, everything that exists is is derided as shit on this show. <laughs> I just wish that everything worked. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, and that's the least useful part of Touch ID for me, and because it's so bad about that, I don't know why. Well, I mean, you go into like you know one password or something, and. I love no, I that don't. it now not only can, you know, does it work pretty reliably for me there, but there's also, they used to have that weird limitation where like when you restarted your phone or if you hadn't like launched the app in a long time or something, you had to like re-enter your password. And now you can just tell it, I just want to use Touch ID instead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't and, think, and wait, wait, you do I that? think maybe it oh, could yeah. be. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. 
Where did it could be when... slightly better, but I think it's great. I mean, I think it's <clears throat> it's so much it's more secure than using than you know all those four digit passwords that we were used to be using, and it's faster, like consistently faster. I'm just so. saying, if I could like you know use Touch ID on my Mac to log myself into you know yeah. web services and stuff like that. In addition, I would love I would love that. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not just for like unlocking. I agree. If it's just about unlocking your computer, it's a little on the. It's a little. I'd still even want that. Yeah, it's not bad because it encourages you again to make better passwords, right? Uh, it's just a matter of that's that is only the tip of the iceberg for its usefulness. But wait, how do I tell it that I don't want it to keep asking me for my passcode all the time? Uh, what on on? Were you saying that that was possible now that it doesn't make you put in your passcode after you restart? Because I always have to put in my passcode. My passcode. No, no, really I long. said for one password. Oh, oh! But, I thought you were telling me there was some new feature on no, the phone. No, 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 no. The third-party yeah. apps, for some reason, I don't. Apple is much touchier about it. But granted, I can understand that because it gives you access to the entire device. Right. Um, the third-party apps now are no longer restricted by that, presumably because the system-level restrictions sort of supersede it. So it's kind of pointless to make you do that. Multiple, like, type in your passcode. Now go to one password. Now type in your one password password. Right. right? Like that seems redundant. So. Being able to just say, okay, I'm, I'm opening one password for the first time. Please use Touch ID instead of prompting me. Like, I basically never have to enter my full, tu- my full one password, master password anymore on my right. phone. And that's great because it's super long. <laughs> I never have to enter my one password password because I don't use one password. <laughs> It'd be nice if maybe it was called something other than one password. This is true. But I like that, you know, so many third-party apps use this now. So, for example... Lex, uh, Lex has turned me on to using personal capital, uh, nice. uh, a little bit. And so I like that that has touch ID integration, for example, yes. uh, that's nice. Uh, my bank cap, my bank has it, you know, a bunch of like my financial like apps have it. Um, other, like my two factor authentication app, Authy, you like, you can use touch ID authentication with that. I really love touch ID. I'm pro touch ID. I would love it on the Mac. Even if it's like some weird thing where it's like, okay, it pairs with your iPhone and you can use touch ID on your iPhone to unlock your Mac. Okay, whatever. That's cool. Like I can understand not wanting to add another, you know, widget into the Mac, but like, you know, just having that ability on my, on my Mac seems awesome. Well, what are you excited about, Mr. Moltz? Nothing. <laughs> Jeez. Are you guys like, super excited about this Google phone that you can snap together? <laughs> only, only if their tagline is snap into it. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it's like the Google snap phone. Hey, at least it's not the fire phone. That's what I'm rooting for as their tagline. I think well, it's, that's, I, think, I think that's available. I think that project is made out of just exactly as much vapor as it always has been. <laughs> I just can't, I cannot imagine anybody but the most nerdiest of, of Linux neckbeard nerds buying this phone. That could be a market. I mean, don't argue with that. Sure. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Linux neck, neckbeard nerds. Not to uh, downplay the size of your market. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see. I don't see like I, I'm like consumers who really like are so keen on getting the latest camera that they want to be able to snap the camera part out and put a new camera in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand the. I, I mean, I guess it's like the anti iPhone, right? It's the like, oh, I can only get my Model T in black, huh? Well, I'm gonna build my own car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the kit car of. It's gonna be phones. part yellow, part red, part blue. Screw you, Henry Ford. 
<laughs> Screw you, fashion. <laughs> Screw you, design. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's okay. Terrible. So nobody, nobody on this podcast is getting one. No. Okay. Good to know. No. I'm I not. thought I thought maybe the, this group would be. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I figured maybe each of us could buy one of the modules, and then when we meet up, like Voltron style, we could just like put them all together, and we have one phone between us. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible idea i don't know i'll form the camera suddenly it seems more attractive to me <laughs> google call us do not actually call us. no well, i mean not on me. your modular phone anyways <laughs> wait why is lex holding the speaker and i'm holding the microphone this is terrible yeah i don't know it just I seems, will, I mean, yeah. And then, I, and then The Verge's headline is, Inside Project Ara, Google's Lego-like plan to disrupt the smartphone. <laughs> There's I nothing else that works so. this way, right, that's disrupted anything. Like, right. Other than maybe Lego. <laughs> Lego disrupted blocks. <laughs> and that was where it ended. <laughs> I mean, yeah, big block. Well, that was just, like, that was an industry waiting to be taken down. Sure, yeah. Nobody buys blocks anymore. <laughs> Like, I appreciate that in, in theory, this is forward thinking, but it feels to me like in practice, it can't be, right? Like, if the next big thing is bigger than the space you've allotted for it in your modular phone, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I right. mean, CF, the handspring visor, I don't remember. <laughs> I had one of those. I loved my handspring visor so much. It was much. such a great thing at the time, but the time was 15 years ago where, <laughs> you know, that... Yeah, it didn't last for for the exact reasons you're talking about here, right? I had like, an MP3 player for that thing, and oh, yeah. I wanted the cellular networking thing so badly. You, you slid it into a cartridge. You guys, you, John, you know what the handspring visor was, right? Yes. And for listeners who don't know, it was it was compatible with the Palm OS, founded by former Palm people, I think. Is that right? The Palm yeah. Pilot. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it had a little Game Boy cartridge style slot, and I got this MP3 player. Uh, it could only sync it with Windows, and it could hold 32 songs. And I mean, yes, I had to go to actually a person Dan knows. I had to go to Eli Friedman's house <laughs> and have him put music onto the mp3 player for me and then i could only listen to those 32 songs and it would run the battery down so fast and so hard but it was awesome that was like when i would borrow my roommate's diamond rio to like because like i had to like walk back from the parking lot two miles away and i'd like drive my car over there on the weekends and park it there and then walk back and i was like listen to the eight the eight songs on the diamond rio for that 15 minute walk i don't still have my handspring visor but i still have my diamond i think i finally trashed the handspring visor although it could be in my office somewhere I got rid of mine, but I miss it. Yeah, what, you missed you missed graffiti. <laughs> Did you have a colored one or just like black? Um, uh, the device itself was a color. The screen was grayscale. I had the yeah, no, Visor Pro, oh, which was like silver. Um, yeah, but I don't remember. But why they shipped I them in kind of one. candy colors. Yeah, they did yeah. have multiple uh, like some of them, yeah. like because it was so post it, it so was it post it was post iMac. original iMac when yeah. everything had to be in various colors, right? Right, right. Yeah, I. I yeah I I feel I think very fondly back on the visor even though it has totally been you know displaced by my smartphone obviously my smartphone does a million times more than the visor ever could uh, but yeah that that whole Game Boy slot thing it seems so yeah. so clever at the time uh, yeah but it eventually became clear that the stuff that you can put in there is like you know could all be done essentially on board right like <laughs> that's eventually where we went yeah. 
the thing, I mean, as someone who upgraded a number of Macs, you know, I used to buy Mac Pros and put in new cards and stuff like that. And then eventually you get to the point where like, oh, I added like, so I had USB one in there, but I wanted USB two. So I put in a USB two card and then, you know, someone would say like something would not work. Right. Like some drive or something would not work, you know, like it would or, or be like incredibly spotty to the point where it was too painful to use. And then you'd contact Apple and they'd say, oh, no, sorry, that's so you put a card, someone else's card in there. It's not our problem. And then you contact the people who makes the drive, make the drive. And they're like, no, you can't use it. You can only use it with internal USB ports. It's like, what is the point? Why am I even bothering? And the, you're right, though, that the people who are willing to do that or to hand build their PC, those are the people who will want a phone that they can modularized well but That's even right. there i mean you know with the pc i used to build pcs and like i remember the first one i built which was mostly out of like extra components left around from the my summer job which was at a like i was the it assistant at the the harvard law library and so i would like they you know we would have like old network cards and all stuff so i cobbled together this pc but the thing was like it used to be that you like adding all those things like when you're building a pc you had like a sound card and a video card and a network card and all this stuff and nowadays, if you buy, even if you are still building PCs, most of that stuff's on board. Like, you buy a motherboard that has, it mm-hmm. already has Ethernet and USB and video and sound. And, like, yeah, it's not, like, the best video or whatever. You could get a better video card if you really wanted to. But, you know, most of that stuff is is integrated now. So, I I don't understand. I mean, I guess if you really want a better camera... You can swap one in, sure. I guess that makes a certain amount of sense, but I don't. I don't know. Why not just have the best camera you can have? <laughs> yeah. Why not you just buy an iPhone, you, people? You know the best camera that you can have is right. It's the one you can swap in with the one you have with you. <laughs> you know, um, Casey List recently had a, a blog post on his his personal site where he talked about how he thinks you need, you know, for your kids and stuff for the kids, you need a better, uh, camera than your iPhone camera. Cause you need to, you know, you want to get better depth of field or whatever the hell else people who care about photographs talk about. And I was thinking new, new parents, no, I right? Yeah. I was thinking, I really, I don't, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> like ah. three kids in, you know, you, you can use the iPhone camera. First kid, exactly. maybe you want a nice camera, but like, but like if or I just back, five years in. If I look back at the pictures my parents have from when I was a kid or certainly from when they were kids, like those photos were horrible. Yes, it's possible to take better photos than my iPhone 6S can take. Um, but it's I, I don't fear at all like, oh, man, I, it's like I, I can't make out every pore on my infant's face. Like that's not a concern that I have. Like I get what he's saying. and He's not wrong. You can certainly take better pictures with a DSLR than you can with the iPhone. But it, it not to a point where it matters to me because like I am always hesitant. I never want to take the DSLR anyway, right? The fact that the phone yeah. is there is perfect. And uh, it's the only place that I take photos or videos at all anymore. And I'm totally fine with that. Just we'll put that out there. I'm fine with it. Are you all guys right. fine with it? I am. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> all right, kids. <laughs> I mean, plus the fact that the, the um, <laughs> dedicated camera that I had when Hank was a little kid is now demonstrably worse than the one that's in my iPhone. Yeah. So I'm already taking better pictures than I was when he was, a, you know, a baby. So well, what do you want from me? Exactly. <laughs> leave us alone, camera people. <laughs> you know who else should leave you alone, by the way? Mm. Tell me. I do. Big Razor. <laughs> yep. 
Stop compromising on your goddamn shave and get started with Harry's for far too long. You, and I'm talking to you, dear listener, you have either paid too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a low-priced but low-quality razor. You don't deserve that razor burn on your chin, my friend. Harry's offers something you've never had before, a great shave at a great price. Harry's makes its own high-quality razors, cuts out the middleman with an old razor, and ships them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. Good shave, good price, it's simple. Get the boast, no, get the best of both, and then boast about it with Harry's. Uh, Harry sent out all of us razors. We've all been using them. We've all had experience with them. They sent a new set that we're not actually talking about yet, but I'm going to tell you about next week, and I'm excited because it's pretty cool uh, for Father's Day. So if you haven't thought about a Father's Day gift yet, don't panic. We'll help you out next week. But I shave with Harry's. When I travel for work, I pack Harry's. Just today, I shaved my entire face after like four days double growth, which is, I think, a pretty significant challenge to give any razor. I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy who grows a thick beard pretty quickly. I'm just going to throw it out there. And the Harry's razor head, I was curious, in fact, today, like, do I, am I going to need to like buzz this somehow before I can Harry's it up? And the answer was no. It's, I look as smooth as, I don't know, insert smooth noun here for an analogy. <laughs> but you can do that in post, Dan. But so uh, Harry's makes just one razor. With all you need for a close, comfortable shave, five German-crafted blades, flex-hinged, lubricating strip. The quality is guaranteed. They give you a full refund if you're not happy. So there's nothing to lose, right? You try it. If you don't like it, they're going to refund you. The Harry starter set is just $15. That includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry shave cream or foaming shave gel. I personally am more of a cream man. As an added bonus, you get $5 off your first purchase with our code REBOUND, R-E-B-O-U-N-D. After using the code REBOUND, you get an entire month's worth of shaving for just $10. The Truman is the starter set. It's a great option for new customers. And an amazing deal. For just $15, you get the razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. But again, there's the special offer for fans of the show. You don't even have to like the show that much. Harry's will give you $5 <laughs> off your first purchase with promo code REBOUND. Go to harrys.com right now, right now, and look for the Truman set. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code REBOUND. Again, it's R-E-B-O-U-N-D. At checkout, you get $5 off. You help support the show. Stop compromising. It's your face for crying out loud. Give Harry's a try today. Thank you, Harry's. They asked me to spell out the code, but I feel like rebound is not that hard to spell. <laughs> can, can we say lubricating strip on this podcast? <laughs> There's nothing we can't say on this podcast. Honestly, I was thinking, can we not say it? Because I, I, I don't feel like it's a true episode if we haven't said lubricating strip. Is it going to change our iTunes rating? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is, yeah, super explosive. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, guys. Real talk. Uh-oh. Hit me. Twitter. Oh, okay. That's not where I thought you were going, but go, but okay. Is that okay? Can yeah, I, sure. Can I go there? No, no, please. Should we go I'm somewhere not even else? Sure I talk, I'm not even Should sure I, I want to talk about the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing? <laughs> Fuck you. Lex, Lex is shopping for topics. He wants he wants to comparison comparison shop before he purchases. I just feel like everybody knew it except me. I missed it. It's okay. Uh, it's the, All right, Twitter. I'm excited about Twitter. Yeah. All right. I think you're excited. I think they're doing most things right here, where they're saying that we're not going to count the username you're replying to against your tweet length. That makes sense. We're not going to count the uh link length against your tweet that makes sense uh same with photos and all this stuff i think that all makes sense i think some of the things they're doing are the right direction but maybe still a little confusing like if we're not going to count the link length against your tweet then can we stop shortening it <laughs> um no it make no any... because they want to run it through their services the oh i know but yeah, they can buy right. me um and yeah, then well, their service sucks uh then I guess question number two is the, the new rules surrounding who sees your tweets directed They're to a person confusing. are 
the the thing is they're not confused i think they're not going to be confusing in practice but they are very no. confusing to describe well because so the the short answer is it's not they're not visible if you reply to someone like unless you choose to retweet yourself for the explicit purpose of making your which is pretty darn explicit right public. like yeah and so i guess the confusing part of that is threading has been around on twitter for a while but it's so transparent that you know at least in the early days right there was no there was no threading you that's what how the whole username convention started was as a reply right uh and so at some point they turned that into a mechanical thing uh but it's it's transparent especially if you're using a client like i've done the thing sometimes where i reply and take out like a username or something like that like mm-hmm, i've replied mm-hmm. to like three people and maybe i like oh this person you know clearly did not want to be in this Dropped conversation, the conversation whatever conversation but it's five still hours kind ago. of threaded if it's replied like tweetbot will sometimes still color code things even if it doesn't seem like it's a reply um, right because it knows it's a thread but there's no it's it's unclear to the end user sometimes what things are threaded and what things aren't yes um and so i get that that makes sense from twitter's point of view it is just a little bit confusing i mean i'm not sure there's a better way to do it honestly like that's why i agree with you lex i think you're i think there's this is fine as decisions go i think it's just it, it may be it may be slightly fidgety because it's not all obvious to the users. Yep. I'm with you. The, what I, to me, the best part of the news isn't any of the actual decisions made, but that it's, and this is probably painting with too broad a brush, but it feels like the first time in a while that Twitter has made some product changes or decisions that really feel like the, Top goal is how can we make this better for everybody? Yeah, not no, how can right. we make this more welcome yeah, for new users. They're user, they're user centric users? instead of like for advertisers. Yes, or something. exactly. It's not for advertisers because who cares about them? With the exception of Harris and Mac Weldon, and it's <laughs> the ones but we no, like. I re- right. I really. I uh, that's what it got me excited was that this is very much a what can I do for everybody, every user? Because a lot of times when they do stuff for users, it's uh, new users. Like I don't know if you've on if you've signed up a new Twitter account in a while, but I really hate that process now. <laughs> I have um, not. But this this felt good. I liked it. I liked the yeah. direction. I like the thing. I mean, I, I understand that there are some con- concerns because once you take out, once it's no longer part of the tweet to include a whole bunch of names, it kind of opens up the realm for people who uh, are trying to broadcast their particular, you know, so now you can write a tweet and you can direct it at like 150 people. Yeah, there is... Yeah, and which is maybe good, maybe bad, but like you know, I, I mean, I guess it's agnostic as far as it really depends on the users, right? Like, Welcome to another edition of the Rebound shows you how to exploit things for fun and profit. <laughs> well, I mean, assholes are always going to asshole, right? Like, so if they yes, want to, if they want to spam you or 150 other people, they're going to do it. You know, this just makes it easier for them, but it doesn't. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't turn people who, presumably who aren't assholes into assholes because that would be a nice trick. <laughs> No, Twitter already Twitter trick. already does that. Don't do yeah. that. No, it didn't turn them into assholes. It just I thought that was you. Fair point. Fair point. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, most of this is good. Uh, I worry about the potential for abuse, but again, since you know, I think Twitter Twitter's should... got such a firm handle on abuse that yeah. I'm just not worried about. <laughs> That's basically exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they. It's all, that's that's yesterday's problem. This should be this should be hand in hand with them cracking down more on people abusing the platform, right? Like, 
Listen, we can complain that Twitter lets abuse go pretty much unchecked, or we can celebrate that now you get a little more than 140 characters in some cases. So, guys, <laughs> priorities, please. Um, I do, Paul Haddad of, of Tapbots, of Tweetbots fame, uh, tweeted out some of their... Um, there's just you know twitter has its display rules that all third-party apps have to adhere to and so those replies that or mentions that are directed towards individual users singular or plural uh that are meant for public consumption aren't meant to show the at username part at all instead it just has to display like in reply to dan morin and then the text of the tweet without the at d morin part which that will take some getting used to yes so that people Start that people engines. that people reply to Dan Warren. Yeah, yeah. please, yes. please get, that, get that going right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to. It seems like because they gave this as a heads up, it's not rolling out for a while, and they specifically mentioned developers in their post. Uh, it's kind of cool to think that this will hopefully actually come to the Twitter clients that we use. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm certain that it will. Like they they gave them the whole. I mean, basically, it has to, right? It's such a fundamental aspect of the service that I feel like if your Twitter client didn't support this, it would be really shitty. Yeah. It would be. That's all I got. You want to talk about John's thing? What do you got, John? Uh, do we want to? Uh, I don't know what it is, so I can't tell you no until you tell me. It's um, it's Marco's post. Oh, God, no. Let's move on. No. I... Okay. <laughs> it's a gigantic can of actual worms. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I the, my. So I mean, the thing. I mean, like you know, the fact that he he simply said if set the is, stage. Tell tell us what it's about. Um, it his his um his scenario is if AI is really like the next big thing, um, then Amazon and Google are well positioned, and Apple is not well positioned. Basically, and okay, I mean. I think the um, the gasoline thrown on this fire, however, is um, his use of the, of comparing Apple to BlackBerry. I uh, here's my thought, and this is not Marco specific, um, but anytime anybody's like app, like people talk about Apple's cloud service struggles, and now this conversation about whether Apple's primed on the AI side. I mean, first I would think you know, Apple was effectively first out of the gate with the AI ish voice assistance now it's, it hasn't maintained that lead but they, you know they acquired siri and they they integrated in a nice way but it's really hard to think this company is going to be doomed and we've talked about this before with all that money right like at some point you can put oh, that money yeah. to good use yeah i mean i don't think i and i don't think marco's problem you know problem was saying that the company was doomed necessarily i don't think that's you know i, I think he's right that it puts them at a strategic disadvantage um because of because this is something that needs to be built up it is really hard to just acquire that talent and fold it in right that's kind of what they did with siri and we saw you know that was great but it languished they have a they have a i think a habitual problem with this right yeah i mean i don't think this is the first instance of that kind of thing where they bring someone into the fold and they like yeah we've got this great new thing and hired these people and then it just kind of goes nowhere right right I tend to agree with that. I think it's um, it's challenging, especially because of how this is a sweet spot for Google, right? Like they've spent a super long time trying to interpret a query and turn it into something. That is kind of their bread and butter. 
And so they are well positioned because they have a deep bench where that comes in. It's less so for Apple, right? Like Apple didn't didn't basically start out as a search engine. Right. Um, and so, you know, having that deficit, it's correctable. It's just, it's hard. And Marco's right. It takes a lot of time and, and investment. And it seems like Apple is really jacking up R&D investment, which is great. But everything seems to point to that being, you know, car related, which is a totally different direction, right? Like, it's By the way, I totally disagree with that last statement of yours. You don't Not think that it's, it's all car direction? directed? No, I think that the, the car is the stuff that's the easiest to spot. That's fair. I mean, I, I uh, my think... guess is like there's no way Apple is smarter than us, right? The collective knowledge of Apple is 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 bigger than the collective knowledge of the three of us. <laughs> it's 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 close. It's close. But so well, I'm, I'm dra- saying I'm dragging the average down. Right. I wasn't going to say it, but yes. No, uh, no. The, but I'm just saying they know that with all that money, one of the best things they can do is spend as much as possible on R and D. And I think they're they're I, like for me, I was just thinking about this as you were talking instead of listening, that it's shocking to me that Apple never put out a search engine. Uh, it's shocking to me, not in the sense that like, boy, that feels like something Apple would be really good at because no, it doesn't. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they, we, we've all, we, we've all saved Microsoft seeded that ground to Google, right? Like, all right you, you guys got the searching down and it feels like that's a really important piece. Now, you could, my thinking this through, it's like, well, Apple seeded the search ground because the way to monetize with advertising and Apple don't want to get into that, which that's a very reasonable, logical, and probably even correct argument, uh, which is why I made it. But it's like that gave Google a nice head start in AI, right? Knowing how everybody thinks and what mm-hmm. they're yep. wondering about at all times is a pretty big friggin' footprint to yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and you're right that it's surprising in some ways that Apple never moved in that direction, but at the same time, they're focused, right? And that's why... I'm not saying that they aren't spending any R&D stuff on AI, but their focus is legendary. And I think that, you know, if there were more being invested there, I think we'd see some of it. Like, I think we'd have gotten some dividends out of it so far. Maybe not. Maybe they'll roll out. Like, at one of these moments, they'll be like, yep, we haven't discussed it. Or, like, there's been no hint of it, but here's a brand new series that's super complex. But I just don't see that happening. (laughs) Like, it, it strikes me as... And, you know, this isn't all just from, like, what public was publicly available, but the fact that they did hemorrhage all those Siri guys back out to another company, right? Like, yeah, that's right. not encouraging. That's if they true. were really working hard on it, those people would have stuck around, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where I worry is, like, I mean, not worry. I Again, none of yeah. this is pursuant to them failing as a company. I think they're just going to go in a different direction, and that's part of what the, the car may be just a, like, let's just do a totally different thing, right? Like, we're not even going to worry about... Uh, maybe we'll make some AI improvements, but we're we're gonna we're gonna shift our attention elsewhere and let them fight that out. Now, one thing to mention is I think that the that most of Apple's competitors in the speech assistant space are outpacing Apple today. On the other hand, I think that Apple's transcription is outpacing its competitors because I have um, I. I was realizing when I start typing out text because I'm in a room with other people or whatever, I'm not good at it. And I'm like, and every time I use an alternate keyboard, which I've been experimenting with Google's and I have used one whose name I forget a lot, Swift, I guess, <laughs> mm. and with a Y. And I think I, you're thinking of swipe or Swift key, two different things. Right. All of them. <laughs> and Swift key. Yeah, sure. That's the one. And I, you know, I, I really like those other keyboards, but they always prove to be annoying only for me because they don't have the microphone to go into transcription, which I realized I use that all the time. And it's mm. really, really accurate. Like if you have a crappy connection or whatever, it'll be bad, like everything. But 
in general, the transcription stuff, at least with with these dulcet tones, has proven really accurate for me. And I would estimate that half or more of the typing I do on my iPhone is via dictation. I've gotten wow. I've gotten to use it more and more because I do think, and this is a long time complaint of mine. It's that something I feel like the keyboard needs some attention uh, because I find that autocorrect works much less like much more frequently hits false positives where I type a word that I want to type and it's like no clearly you mean these things sometimes which aren't even words and I don't understand why it does that um, <laughs> that's I, why I've been experimenting <laughs> with third party keyboards more because I got tired of that like Google's keyboard bullshit. is really good yeah I've used Google's a bit it's pretty solid um, it is obviously there's all those limitations you mentioned um, yeah. but you're, you're totally right that dictation has become more and more useful uh, I wish it was a little more I wish the watch was a little more reliable for some of that stuff because i feel like i would use it a little more um but i think the the dictation is very solid although i'm not clear how much of that's their technology as opposed to stuff that they've licensed from like nuance yeah so they've I never mean, said that they license it from nuance i mean everybody knows it but nobody's ever right said, they've well, never said it. yeah i mean nuance obviously has made that their business for years and so obviously that stuff's really good i don't know I, I'm, we're not privy to like whether or not other companies use them or what. I don't know if Google's is in a house as opposed to using them. I've, my impression based on a conversation I had not too long ago was that most people license nuances tech because they're just, they are so much better than everybody else. Um, at, at least at like speech recognition and transcription stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Siri and, and we've talked about this before, but you know, all this rumors about Siri coming to the Mac, for example, I'm super worried that they're just going to like slap the exact same service on the Mac. And it's like, great. Aren't you all happy now? And it's like, no, <laughs> I would be, yeah, I, I, suspect I, I would, I would be something. disappointed. I mean, I think I would still be happy having it, um, but it would not be, I mean, obviously I think there's, there's definitely room for improvement. Um, but again, like, I mean, like Lex said, I think their ability, it's not a foregone conclusion that they can't, uh, either buy their way out of this problem or just kind of get their act together and get out of it too so i get the com- the impression for this that you both disagree with the marco's post um not completely no no i mean i i think it's definitely it's certainly a point of concern um and you know like i mean you know if this is the way if this is like the big thing then they really need to be paying more attention to it it seems like, no, I mean, you know, obviously it's a no-brainer to say nobody knows what it is, right? Because the other right. thing that people have been putting a lot of emphasis on, like, VR and AR stuff recently, too. And there does seem to be a lot, there does seem to be some smoke around Apple doing something in that department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Yeah, and I'm not convinced that this is, like, the one thing that's going to be... I think the AI the is next... more likely to be a big thing in VR, personally. I, I feel like I can see the applications of it more than I can see with VR, which I think is interesting but kind of a niche product i don't know if i could talk to siri and see siri at the same time that would be pretty intense (laughs) you 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 can't handle it It would look like the end of raiders of the lost ark (laughs) that's a movie i've seen it yeah all right right. i've seen um depending on how you count all three or three of the four indiana jones movies excellent you're well trained there are only three um even though even though there are four there may be two and a half i don't know (laughs) somehow my son oh you know the lego games um informed my son that there was a fourth movie and he was like i want to see the fourth movie i was like oh god no no <laughs> son of mine it's just the lego so he never Don't he worry. never saw the the star wars prequels but he has seen the fourth the fourth raiders or yeah, indiana jones mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and there will mm-hmm. be a, there will be a fifth one so there's that um 
Anyways, we're we're digressing. I mean, that's kind of what this show is. We should call it the digression. Maybe the we should digression. rename. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> well, when we rebrand, when we hit uh, episode 100 and we fully rebounded, then maybe we can just start digressing instead. Uh, should we talk about my uh, my microphone setup? <laughs> What's going on with your microphone setup? Do you know? Well, so Dan, it, Dan knows. Dan knows a little more about the um, these problems. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. The problems that I'm having. I mean, you know about them in general in general, just like the fact that Skype is causing audio recording problems. Skype for people is, who podcast. Yeah, Skype is being a problem. Skype which is, is everybody right now, yeah. right? I mean, is everybody. Is it affecting is the tracks you capture elsewhere too? Like is it affecting your audio hijack, let's say? Yeah, in some ways it is. So um wow. Chip Sutterth, yes. who is a podcaster and is on a bunch of incomparable shows, nice guy. Uh, wrote a post for Six the Colors, six colors yeah. yeah, about um, about the problem he's been having with Audio Hijack, which basically turned out to be a Skype bug in terms of, I'm trying to remember exactly, it's a little, it's a little on the complex side because you get kind of inside baseball here as far as podcasting goes. Um, but I believe the problem he was having was something in terms of, um, what was it? It was the speaker, vo- oh, because they took out the volume controls. Some mm-hmm. people are having problems where the Skype volume is super loud when you raise the system volume, but you can't adjust them independently, which I can vouch for. The other night, I was watching um, Game of Thrones uh, on an HBO online, and I was Skyping with my girlfriend as we both watched it, and her voice was super <laughs> loud, and, HBO, and Game of Thrones was really soft, so I kept like raising the system volume, and then she'd say something, and I'd be like, holy crap, that's loud, <laughs> and there's no way... To, to fix it. easily, I mean, you could run it through something. I'd probably run it through something like Loopback or Audio Hijack and adjust levels in there, but that's super complicated. Oh, God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's cray cray. And most people are not going to yeah. do that. No, no. I mean, my so anyway, is, I so the, yeah. so John and I, John Armstrong and I, were recorded recorded a podcast last week, and um, my audio was shit on both um, Audio Hijack and Call Recorder. Um and no reason we're not, we're not no, talking about the content, no discernible, content of the no track discernible right? reason no the, no the just the sound uh, the content was was mwah, mwah. um <laughs> magnifique <laughs> and and we had recorded um an episode of turning this car around like right before that and that audio was fine um so something i don't know i'm not sure exactly what happened if it was that if it was this problem or like <laughs> static buildup or what it was but um cosmic it was rays a, they were both completely useless or well, not complete. We're going to use them. <laughs> we don't have much of a choice. We're right. going to use one of them. Um, so right now, my my setup now is I actually have I'm Skyping on one machine and I'm recording on a different machine. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what it sounds like you should do to see yeah. if, if that eliminates the Skype interference. But there was a time when Dan and I recorded a podcast pilot for Macworld and my audio got screwed up. And instead of redoing the podcast, I re I listened to my side of my headphones mm-hmm. with crappy audio and re recorded uh, yep. everything as I said <laughs> to get a yep. clean track. I would yep. not recommend doing that ever to anyone. Yeah. I almost I almost did that for this. That that this show thing. never made it to air, by the way. Correct. <laughs> the, the I had to do that. I had to do that in several occasions. My God, writing that Minecraft book. <laughs> We did. There was a. There were videos that went along with it that were posted on online, and you could access um, if you had bought the book. And um, the 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 editor that I had was terrific. She was a ter- terrific editor, but she also believed that you could edit 
video the same way you can edit a book. <laughs> oh boy. So, so she'd say like, you got an, you've got an um in here. I'd like to re-record this section in here. <laughs> like, wow. Um, I recorded this like four weeks ago. <laughs> so I was going back and, and re-recording a lot of audio for that. The, um, you know, as as Dan mentioned, I think before we started recording, I uh, I record spots for uh, ZipRecruiter for their radio ads, and they often ask me to say, you know, the thing I do for them more than anything is new URLs, right? So listeners to this radio show can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash whatever to learn more, and there's new whatevers at all times. And every once in a while, they're like, you know, this didn't sound the same. And I'm like, well, it's been six months since I recorded the first 60-second <laughs> part. It's hard for me to sound exactly the same every day. Um, He's and, gone through puberty. Uh, now yeah i've gone through puberty no but like i now whenever i do ZipRecruiter spots i do them always at like 6 30 in the morning first thing in the day so that my voice is the same general sound oh my god and, uh, but I, I sympathize with you man it's hard to match yeah. audio yeah yeah uh, every week i try to make you guys sound better than than you are <laughs> you're doing the lord's work what a jerk i mean me too i i i'm i don't sound particularly great either. actually guys i'm gonna play for you uh i have here unedited tape of dan morin before he's done his editing of his own voice hi everybody i'm dan morin <laughs> so you can see he really does some some serious work seamless i'm gonna fix that in post <laughs> Hey, we talked about tech stuff today. It yeah, was, we, uh, there was stuff. There was stuff. Yeah. Exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Disagreements, yeah. It was exciting. I know. I felt <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it's a very small seat. And the edge of your seat. <laughs> was that what that was? Hey. <laughs> Thought it felt something. 